0: Welcome to episode 2 of Mind Sense with Ryan. Today's title is From the Heart. Over the past 2 weeks, I've conducted online therapy sessions with many of the students, and for the most part this transition has been smooth. It seems that many of us are comfortable using an online platform, easily continuing with schoolwork, social hangouts, and even therapy sessions. The loss of the face-to-face context, however, has been noted by most of us. Although we can keep the content of an interaction going, for some of us we really miss the closer experience of being in the same room when engaging. We are social creatures after all. For some, this awareness does seem to have surfaced a sadness, a sense of distance, and a loss of a deeper connectedness. Physical contact is an important part of our human experience. There have been famous research studies proving that we innately seek affection, closeness, warmth, and belonging. Others I've spoken with are quite satisfied being more alone and isolated. These individuals have reported finding others in their environment overwhelming or distracting and even annoying. And so having time alone and space to work independently has been a relief. It seems that they feel they can reach out whenever they're bored or lonely and connect online with whomever they choose to uh, engage with when they feel like it. And so they feel more in control socially. So what can you do if you're feeling deprived of contact and closeness? Well, depending on your personality and your preferences, there are a few options. The idea would be to try and combine a few of these ideas I'm about to mention in order to find which options suit you best. Your actual level of physical distance is also relevant here. Some of you may have family members who freely supply hugs and love, Others may not have demonstrative families or may have challenges in their personal relationships at present and might not want to engage with affection with people that they're locked down with. So please listen carefully to the following options. See what could work for you. And remember, don't write anything off until you've actually tried it. So seeking out affection for those of you who can, through your family members, through pets, this is probably one of the most potent ways to seek out those needs we have. We can also seek out healthy comfort on our own. So this would be, for example, snuggling into our blankets or pillows, uh, wrapping blankets quite firmly around ourselves. When we are wrapped up warm, we are actually um, using uh, our muscle response and that feeling of being wrapped up nice and tight is actually quite soothing on certain muscle groups. Uh, You could also use certain objects that you associate with emotional fondness. So these are things like teddy bears or sentimental items, photographs, music, things that when you engage with them personally, you feel a sense of well-being, of connectedness, of warmth, uh, perhaps connecting to old memories that were positive, that were loving. Self affection is also really important. Um, it might sound a bit crazy, but sometimes when we are all we have, self affection is is really important. And this can include things like self hugs, um, warm baths, small acts of kindness towards ourselves, like getting ourselves a cup of tea, or even doing self massage mindfulness is another always key practice uh, that we can get into. If you've not heard of mindfulness, um, you could Google the concept. There's a lot of information out there. You could start with an app called Headspace. Headspace gives you a lovely introduction to mindfulness, um, and it's a very sort of quick program. It's not tricky to learn. It just requires practice. Journal writing is also an incredibly effective form of expression and self-connection. Tapping into our arty and crafty sides, expressing ourselves, um, engaging with our own emotional content through art, prayer, meditation, and spiritual practice, um, these things are very potent for those of us who engage in that in terms of feeling connected to ourselves and to the, the world at large. Learning a new skill, writing our life story, having a bit of fun, dressing up for fun, making up a dance, um, writing a humorous play. um, These things bring a little bit of fun Uh, and when we're laughing we're relaxing and when we're relaxing we're feeling good and comfortable in ourselves. Something from positive psychology is keeping a gratitude diary. So here really it's each day thinking of whatever, they would suggest three or five things that you feel grateful for each and every day, to help us keep focus that even though things might not be exactly ideal or where we want them, there are still things to be grateful for every day. And I think at this time, I'm certainly feeling incredibly grateful that I have a home, that I have a constant supply of food, um, that I have family members around me. Um, So I think often we overlook these things and it's, it's lovely to get grateful again for the things we have that we overlook. Dance and movement or yoga, some kind of practice, exercise, obviously also very good. But dance and movement specifically, these things when we're dancing to music um, that we love, um, can be incredibly expressive uh, of ourselves, of where we are at. Um, Looking through old photographs, uh, writing handwritten letters to the people you miss, and so on. So these are just some ideas to get to get you hopefully inspired. But if none of these feel like they help Um, These are fairly surface level things to do. Please reach out and chat with me or any of our school therapists. Again, my email address is rcooper at redhill.co.za. So that's R-C-O-O-P-E-R. I can also direct any emails that you would need me to to other therapists. How students are adapting to the online learning program has also been interesting. There are seemingly two schools of thought here. Those who love being on school grounds and those who prefer to come into school only when necessary and then to return home to work independently. Some of you seem to be struggling to provide yourselves with structure at home in the same way as a normal school day would be able to guide you. Others seem to have grasped the online structure and are focusing more on their abilities to motivate themselves and to create and provide structure for themselves. Um, There is opportunity here for you to develop as individuals. This could be very empowering. Now, I know when adults talk about things like this, uh, where we're trying to make horrible things sound wonderful and like opportunities, which I'm sure results usually in a big eyeball roll from the students around us. Um, I do seem to remember this myself as as having been a young person once upon a time. Um, But the truth is, some things just cannot be avoided forever and there is no sugar-coated way to help ourselves acknowledge this stuff and get through it we have to face it confront it and push through it piece by piece look we can try and make it a little more pleasant for example washing dishes I haven't met many people who love to wash a dish. However, when the mind sees the washing dishes in a different way, other than the, oh, this job sucks, we will have a different experience. If washing dishes is one of your chores or doing your homework for that matter or studying in search of a particular horrible job here, whenever you do this horrible job, you think the same thought every time you do it. So, oh, this is a horrible job. Eventually, you just have to even glance or walk past the dishes or your books and your brain goes, oh, horrible job. I see you out the corner of my eye and snarl at you in my brain. And so we build this narrative about this job and then we believe this narrative. So we're essentially reinforcing how very nastily horrible, yucky, awful that job is We believe it like it is the truth in the world and everyone believes it. So what I mean when I say there is a hidden opportunity here, I mean that wouldn't it be nice to wash your dishes and actually feel positive and happy? It is doable. So the first thing is to catch yourself in your narrative. Ask yourselves what you have chosen to believe about your particular difficult situation and then ask yourself, what would you like to believe about it? So I chose to change my attitude about washing dishes from one of, oh, no, horrible job that is a job that is horrible with, this is about grounding myself and family love. Washing the dishes is about making things clean for my family. It's a job I'm choosing to do for them. So it's an act of service. And I find it very grounding. Whilst I washed the dishes, I began trying to slow down how fast I was doing the job and to more mindfully connect with my hands in the water and on the items I was cleaning. To be more aware of what this job actually felt like and not what I had conditioned myself to think it felt like. To my surprise, it felt kind of peaceful, not horrible. The sound of the water was nice. It was enjoyable. The bubbles were kind of cheerful. I know at this point it sounds like I need a little therapy, yes, but bear with me. I then decided that there was a deeper meaning in me washing the dishes. I gave my horrible job a new meaning. It was no longer horrible. It now represented an act of love for my family and it represented purification and cleaning away of negativity or toxicity, whether physical, emotional, or spiritual. The act of washing the dishes was so grounding, it brought me back to earth, it helped me center myself. Now, this might sound cray-cray, but the outcome is I really don't mind doing dishes anymore. It has become just an easy task that I do. I no longer have such a strong reaction to it. So what I'm inviting you to try is similar in regard to whatever it is you are struggling with doing. If it is homework, first check how you have chosen to think about this homework. Now, how would you like to think about homework? We call this reframing. What deeper meaning could you assign to your homework? I mean, why are you being asked to do it? And if you cannot agree with why your teacher has assigned you homework, then come up with your own meaning. It might mean that one day you would like to get into university, and so knowing your work well now will help you get there, even if the subject isn't particularly interesting for you. Giving a deeper meaning to our suffering or our challenges gives us hope. When you have time, Google Viktor Frankl, Uh, he's wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning, and it really elaborates and explains this point very clearly. When we have a significant meaning to a task, we start to see it differently. We start to self-motivate and mobilize. Please remember, though, to take breaks and work at a pace you can sustain. Last week, I spoke about a self-supportive approach, developing a useful attitude towards your life demands, and we ended with a mindful moment. Today, I'd like to end with an eight-minute abdominal breathing meditation for you. You can use this type of breathing as often as you like. The more you do it, the better your body will get at it. And essentially, the idea is your body will effectively be able to calm itself relax itself, recenter itself, and give you the opportunity to choose how to move forward. This exercise will demonstrate a style of breathing called abdominal breathing. This is a technique that will allow you to breathe more deeply. When you become stressed or anxious, you tend to take rapid, shallow breaths high in your chest. When this happens, you are over breathing, exhaling more carbon dioxide and inhaling less oxygen. This can cause you to hyperventilate making you feel dizzy, and even making you feel anxious. When you are relaxed, you breathe more fully and more deeply from your diaphragm. When we're under stress, our sympathetic nervous system, the system in the body that energizes and mobilizes us when faced with stress, is activated. When our sympathetic nervous system is activated, our muscles tense, our breathing becomes more rapid, and our heart rate increases. Under chronic stress, the sympathetic nervous system becomes overstimulated and unbalanced. By learning abdominal breathing, you can stabilize your sympathetic nervous system and activate your parasympathetic nervous system, which is the area of the body that facilitates rest and relaxation. Learning to breathe correctly is important because breathing is both a source of energy and a source of relaxation. This exercise will help you learn to breathe deeply through your abdomen rather than shallowly through your chest. This will result in feelings of relaxation because it is difficult to feel tense and breathe deeply at the same time. So choose a comfortable position sitting or lying down place one hand on your abdomen and one on your chest take a moment to just notice how you are breathing currently take a deep breath in through your nose And try to fill the bottom of your lungs send the air as low into your abdomen as you can and hold for a few seconds and then exhale slowly pushing out all of the air so let's begin take a deep breath in right to the bottom of your abdomen hold that breath and exhale, pushing all that air out. And again, take a deep breath to the bottom of your lungs, sending that air as low into your abdomen as you can. Hold for three seconds and exhale, pushing out all that air. As you breathe in, you should notice your hand on your abdomen rising higher than your hand on your chest. This is a sign that you are breathing using your diaphragm. So again, breathe in. And imagine you are slowly breathing in all the air around you. And hold for a few seconds. Then exhale, slowly blowing out all the tension and stress. Make sure you don't hike up your shoulders. Keep them down and relaxed. Continue to breathe in this way. As you feel your abdomen contracting, you are blowing out all the air. Keep your breathing smooth and regular. Not gulping or exhaling suddenly. Breathe in. And pause. And breathe out. And breathe in. And hold. exhale and breathe in and hold and exhale and breathe in and hold And breathe out. Now try on your own, finding your own rhythm, finding what is comfortable for you as you breathe in. Hold for a few moments and exhale. Making sure you soften your body relaxing your muscles. It can be useful to imagine that every breath in is like the waves rushing up the beach and every breath out is that wave returning down the beach to the ocean. Some peaceful imagery can enhance your experience. If you need a break from the deep breathing, just return to your normal breath. If you feel dizzy, immediately return to your normal breath. If your mind is distracted, that's okay. When you're aware, come back to your breathing. Now gently notice how your body feels. Your muscles may have loosened slightly. Your heart rate may have slowed. You may be feeling slightly more relaxed. You can repeat this exercise for five minutes or 10 minutes as often as you want. You can practice abdominal breathing in any context, sitting behind a desk, when you're watching TV, just to assist you in reducing stress or anxiety.